Players Podcast Standby. Places, please. Hosts and guests, places, please. House lights, go. Curtain, go. Podcast, go. Welcome to Places, Please, a podcast produced by the Community Players Theatre in Beatrice, Nebraska. I'm Jamie Ulmer, Managing Artistic Director at the Theatre, and this is Season 4, Episode 3, for our regular season production of Foral Broads. This show is the second production in our 2022-2023 regular season. And fun fact that I just realized is that this is also Community Players' 200th regular season production. Coming up in Act 2, we talk to cast member Grace Wobicki, who also happens to be our patron services manager. But first, we have Act 1. Four Old Broads by Leslie Kimball is about four old ladies. The end. Okay, maybe I should give you a little more background. Honestly, I feel like this show is a hybrid between The Golden Girls with a little bit of a dash of Murder, She Wrote Mystery. Don't worry, nobody gets murdered in the show. But it's just a a fun sitcom-feeling comedy that doesn't set out to do anything but entertain you. Set in 1992 at the Magnolia Place Assisted Living Facility, all Beatrice, and yes, she pronounces her name Beatrice, not Beatrice, Gosh, who says it that way? Anyway, all she wants to do is break out of the boring everyday routine and have some fun by going on a sassy senior's cruise to the Caribbean. She's talked her best friend Edie into joining, along with new Magnolia Place resident Imogene. Things aren't as tranquil as they seem, however. A new nurse is running the place like her own personal kingdom. There's a feisty retired Elvis impersonator on the loose, and all another of the gals wants to do is watch soap operas and plan her funeral all day. On top of that, the gals have noticed that more and more residents are being taken to the dark side of the facility with severe memory problems. Will they get to go on their cruise? Will they be taken to the dark side? And most importantly of all, who will win this year's Miss Magnolia Place beauty pageant? Yeah, like I said, the show is just focused on having fun. While the show takes place in the early 1990s, it was actually written in 2017 by Leslie Howard, and it debuted at the Winder Barrow Community Theater in Winder, Georgia that year. Leslie says that the show was inspired by her memories of her nanny DeVries and Aunt Sissy Bumpus, who she describes as being sassy old broads. Leslie herself spent 22 years traveling the world as a burlesque headliner. She's a writer, actor, director, and designer who lives in Northeast Georgia. She also serves on the board of several theaters, including the theater that debuted this show. Here's a little fun fact about the set. Since the show was set in the early 90s, I recalled what the lobby of our theater looked like before our current remodel. So we dug through our archives and found some pictures of the theater lobby from the mid-1990s. They served as inspiration for the color scheme of the set design for this show. You can find some of those pictures posted to our Facebook page. I am the show's director, Gail Mann stage manages, with Diane Kank serving as assistant stage manager. 
Our production runs approximately two hours, including a 10-minute intermission. The show is rated A3 on our production rating scale. That means it is for most audiences, or the equivalent of a PG-13 movie. The show is sponsored by Wells Fargo Advisors. That brings down the curtain for Act 1. Stand by for Act 2. Joining us now on the podcast for her first appearance on the podcast, um, we've got, it's not Tyler Rinney, our, the most frequent podcast guest, um, but we've got our uh, another staff member, Grace Wobicki. Grace, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, coming up from the lobby and uh, joining <laughs> me in my office. Yeah, of course, of course. So first up, um, tell us a little bit about the character that you play in the show. Sure. I play Ruby Sue Bennett. She is the, I don't want to say nice nurse, but she's the nice nurse. She's very sweet, uh, cares a lot about her residents. Um, she likes to read romance novels and she carries her little book with her everywhere. Um, it's kind of a, a costume piece, but it's a prop, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's part of her personality, that book, basically. <laughs> Yep. Well, you know, romance novels, they're, they're kind of addictive, I've heard. <laughs> Apparently, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so how would you describe Four Old Broads? Four Old Broads is a show, um, it's, it's basically just, you know, you step into a nursing home with very extravagant uh, personalities. Um, so it, it's probably one that would be found in a bigger city, I would assume, um, where you have these women who maybe would not have been friends earlier in their life, but because they live in the same residence together, um, they are now the best of friends, even though they have very differing, uh, personalities and characteristics. Um, and you know, they become close friends and they have crazy wild adventures because they are so different, you know, um, and it's just an exciting, exciting play overall with uh, just the adventures they go on and the trouble they get into without meaning to get into trouble uh, <laughs> just with who they are, you know. Um, but uh, definitely a comedy, right? Oh, very, very <laughs> comedic. Yes. Um, so you work here at Community Players, like we said earlier. For those of you who haven't met you yet, um, tell us about your staff position here and just a little bit about what you do. Sure. Yeah, I've been working here since February 10th. So this is going on uh, nine months, just about. <laughs> um, so uh, what I do as patron services manager up front is I run financial stuff, uh, any kind of office thing that our company may need. Um, and then when we have shows, I run the box office and I make sure we have enough volunteers gathered to uh, run the front of house to be ushers, to do concessions. Um, so I'm kind of just a well-rounded gal doing a little bit of everything up front. <laughs> yeah. And you are the the uh, the face that people see when they come into the box office to buy tickets and the voice they hear uh, when they when they call in. You're the one answering the phones and all that stuff. Um, and uh, where did you grow up at and how did you get involved in theater? So I surprisingly grew up in a very small community of about 1600 people up north. It's a town called Albion, Nebraska. 
I know a couple people in the community know where that is, which is very surprising to me. But, <laughs> you know, you never know who you're going to meet. Um, so I grew up in a very small town with uh, very little ability to be exposed to the arts just because the closest big city, I say that in quotation marks, is Columbus or Norfolk. And they're only 20,000 people strong. Yeah, they're not uh, that much bigger than Beatrice in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when I was growing up, uh, started acting when I was five in kindergarten, we had the Missoula Children's Theater come to Albion through our... Um, Arts Council. They set that up. They came at that time. They only came every other summer. Um, and that's kind of how I really got started working in theater. My mom kind of just wanted to get me out of the house for a couple hours during a single week in the middle of the summer. Um, which, you know, that's totally fine. I understand that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was just like, get out of the house. Here, go go play on stage. It's better than playing in the street. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, I kind of immediately fell in love with it. Uh, the very first show I did was The Jungle Book, and I was one of the four monkeys. Although, I don't think we had four monkeys. I think we had ten. <laughs> four, ten, you know. <laughs> Four old broads, ten old broads. Yeah, all, yeah. It's, it's all relative. Um, but that was just so you could get more kids involved in it. You could have a bigger cast that fluctuated. Um, and so I continued to do that all the way through 11th grade. And I could have done it in 12th grade, but I decided I'd rather go to Spain instead. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do it my senior year. Um, but while I was in middle school high school I started thinking about what I wanted to do with my future because you know that's about the age where people are like oh what do you want to do with your life right um and so I was like you know I kind of really love theater like I don't get to experience it very much but I kind of really like it I like doing speech as well uh they offered that when I was in middle school um so I kind of just uh pushed forward with forward with that and um asked my my choir teacher, who was the drama teacher, because we didn't have a drama department, um, what she thought and how I could pursue it more. Um, Because I didn't have her in class, I stopped taking choir about seventh grade. Um, But she became one of my huge influencers. Um, And she was very inspirational for me. She uh, pushed me to uh, continue to do what I was doing with acting. Um, And she also mentioned to me that we are a small community. We didn't have a tech department Mm -hmm. at Mm -hmm. all, like at all, at all. And she's like, hey, if you think about doing this in college, even as an extracurricular, maybe think about looking into some of the tech stuff, technical applicants of, you know, what what brings the theater together. And so I was like, sure, why not? You know, uh, we don't have much access to that here. Um, Our lighting system at my high school was set up from the 70s and <laughs> like a lot of them were you know yeah some still are <laughs> um so when I got to college and they started showing me all these different lighting supplies and everything I was like I don't know this equipment this is all new and they're like oh and here's a gel and here's a gel frame and I was like oh, you can change the colors of the lights <laughs> um so it was just, it was eye-opening to get to college and be like, oh, there's, it's not just acting. There is so much more to theater. There are so many different 
duties to bring a single show together like if you're good with your hands you can work on sets if you're good with your hands in another way you can work on costumes you know and it's just there is so much behind the scenes to put a show together that you don't realize growing up in a small community when everything's technically um is basically done by those teachers and sponsors that are putting the show on yeah and uh, and uh, where do you go to where did you go to college at? I I know the answer to this, but uh, the, but our listeners probably don't. Sure, I went to Doan University in um, Crete. Go Doan. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you and you uh, your senior year, you did an internship with us. I did. Well, which yeah, I think is a neat a neat thing that um, you know we were able to offer you that educational opportunity. But then when the job opening uh, came up here, we were also able to then uh, bring you on um, as an employee. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really kind of the goal uh, in a lot of ways of internship programs, you know, is to cultivate people and, and educate them so that they can turn around and, and go into a job setting uh, in with a company. And it didn't happen immediately. There was a, there was a few years gap in between, but uh, that was uh, one of the real advantages that you had in and when you when applying is like mm-hmm. oh you already know community players you oh yeah worked with us you worked just with us in a totally different manner <laughs> as an intern definitely <laughs> um, but yeah um so what would you say to anyone who is maybe thinking about volunteering or getting involved with community players do it seriously <laughs> that, was, that was a concise answer just do it <laughs> seriously do it um it doesn't matter what your skill level is it doesn't matter what you like to do what you don't like to do do it. We have so many different opportunities here alone. Um, like I was talking about before, if you're good with your hands, work on the set. If you're good with your hands in another way, work on costumes. If you're not sure if you want to start volunteering in a theater, but you know you like theater, maybe start small ushering or doing concessions or maybe even house managing. That's a smaller role, but just as important as everything else. You know, we need those roles in order for our uh, audience members to, you know, enjoy a snack while they're also enjoying <laughs> a show. You know, it's it's all important. Um, we also have people that work on lights and, you know, that's a whole different skill set too. You know, we have people that work in almost all the departments volunteering just because they love the theater so much, you know. Seriously, uh, final words, just do it. You know, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. So going back to Four Old Broads, uh, what's been maybe one of the memorable or fun moments of the rehearsal process for you? Oh, gosh. Uh, Thinking back, definitely the moment we were off book and started adding props in. uh, That is typically the tipping point for me when I start having fun in rehearsals is because you start to see the show coming together and you're starting to understand more what the storyline is. You're starting to understand. You're starting to be able to visualize it more, I should say. Um, And it just it helps bring it together a little bit more and that is honestly my favorite part is when we add in the props and then shortly after that when you add in the costumes and there's some very extravagant costumes in this show and it's just it's it's fabulous I mean props and costumes hands down favorite part (laughs) of the rehearsal process yeah so what do you hope people take away from seeing this show oh gosh uh well (laughs) You know, uh, I mean, these uh, four old broads, they are four different personalities. You know, I I like the the fact of the matter that they all become friends, even though they are so different. You know, just finding a common ground between these four people that you're constantly in contact with. 
um, you know, and making sure that you're all watching each other's backs while trying to backstab the villain, you know, <laughs> uh, make sure that they get their uh, just dessert, you know. Um, but also, you know, uh, that people are just having fun. You know, this show yeah. is just all about the about a fun time uh, at the theater and about laughing together. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So uh, any parting thoughts as we wrap up our, our little chat here and I send before I send you back up to the lobby to sell tickets? <laughs> uh, get your tickets for the show. Uh, call me. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. Call call Grace. You can get her at 228-1801. Uh, she's here every day. She'd love to talk to you. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Grace, thank you so much for uh, popping into the office and chatting here for a few minutes. And I will let you get back to work. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) It's time for the Curtain Call. This podcast is a production of Community Players Theatre in downtown Beatrice, Nebraska. Our production of Four Old Broads runs two weekends, October 14th through the 16th and the 21st through the 23rd. Tickets are available by calling the box office or visiting our website. Next up on the CP stage in November is our fall acting up production, Happily Ever Before. I'm Jamie Ulmer. This has been Places, Please, and we'll see you at the theater. Curtain in. House lights up. Thank you, podcast. Make sure to reset your props and hang up your costumes. 